the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you were there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at ShalomKlein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss, so let's jump right in. I'm very excited to be joined by Gregory Elfrink, um, who is over at Empire Flippers, Director of Marketing. And uh, Gregory, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Hopefully, I'll be able to add some value to the audience. Absolutely. I'm super excited to talk about Empire Flippers and all that you're doing, but I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Gregory, you were born in Anchorage, Alaska. I can't say that we've had too many guests on um, that have a lot of Alaskan background. So what was it that, uh, tell us uh, the, your, your life story in 20 seconds or less and that, that led you to your passion uh, for Empire Flippers. And we'll talk all about your organization in just a moment. Sure, yeah. So uh, like you said, born and raised in Alaska. I used to be an oil-filled roughneck. And then I Got really tired of that, hated it, so I moved, self-taught myself internet marketing, and uh, now I uh, am the head of marketing over at Empire Flippers, and I actually live in Vietnam, so I'm no longer in the cold, I'm in the uh, the tropics of Southeast Asia. <laughs> you, look at you, look at you. So Empire Flippers, you help people buy and sell online businesses. So indeed, yes, you could be in Anchorage, you could be in Vietnam, you could be anywhere in the world, um, because this is where we are going. So tell us about Empire Flippers where did the company uh, get started and why are you so passionate about what you do? Sure. So we got started way back in 2011. Um, <clears throat> we've grown a lot. So I joined the team in 2016. I was just writing for the blogs back then. And what we do is we help entrepreneurs make an exit. So uh, when they want to go sell their business, whether it's an e-commerce store, a SaaS business, Amazon FBA, or even a content site that's like usually monetized through affiliate display ads, we help those entrepreneurs go and make that exit, which is a pretty difficult thing for a lot of entrepreneurs because it's not exactly what they're doing every single day, right? It's what I, I like to call a highlight event. And uh, I'm passionate about it because I just love what we get to do. You know, I, I had a friend, uh, he had a million dollar uh, content site with us and he ended up sending me an email uh, about 24 hours after we listed it. Like, oh man, you like, or a Facebook message rather, like, oh, you changed my life. Like, oh, you must've got a really good offer. Turns out he had a full cash offer within 24 hours and it was all sold. Like, like that's awesome. I, I love doing stuff like that. So that that's a big reason that gets me, you know, buzz for the job. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. So you have um, quite a bit of uh, experience as a subject matter expert around um, search engine optimization. I was watching some of the things that you've done 
um, before. So uh, you have uh, talked in the past about 11 different business models, and we're not going to have time to go through all 11, but I'm, I'm curious, what is your favorite business model? Which would you buy and why? Sure. So my favorite is content businesses. So I, I like to call them the modern day magazine. Uh, if you build them right, that is. Most of the people build them more like brochures. But I love building media companies. And I think if you do it right, that is the most powerful business because you get to always turn your audience uh, or turn that media company into, say, an e-commerce store or a SaaS business down the road. And with a focus on audience building, I just I just love that part. And I think, honestly, building an audience is the most valuable thing you can do with your business. Totally, totally. And um, you are very familiar with a lot of great software tools and resources that are available that help um, you know, web-based businesses. Are there any uh, sort of shortcuts or, or, or secrets that you want to share with our mm-hmm. listeners? The, the secret is every shortcut is a long cut. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, uh, in terms of actual tools, uh, I, I, Google Analytics is a free tool. If you want to pay for like an SEO tool, I highly recommend Ahrefs. Uh, I'm actually wearing an Ahrefs t-shirt right now. I'm good friends with the, the owner of the company, uh, or one of the owners. Uh, and that is a tool I use every day with my SEO background. But most tools you can you only need them for like a month or two, uh, so you don't have to break the bank if you if you want to go get a tool. <laughs> good advice. Good advice. Again, I'm chatting with Gregory Alfring from Empire Flippers. Uh, Empire Flippers, growing company, like you said, got started in uh, 2011 and is now um, bought or sold, uh, helped people buy or sell over 375 million dollars worth of online businesses. So tell us how your colleagues at Empire Flippers partner with whether our listeners look into buy or sell what does that process look like yeah the basics of it if someone wants to uh buy or sell a business the first place to start is what we would call on the buy side a criteria discovery call so if the listener out there's like wow that sounds really cool to buy a digital business but i have no idea what i'm doing you really want to start there because we'll it's not really a sales call we like coach you through like okay what's your skill sets what's your budget you know what are you trying to do a uh, big part of both buying and selling a business is figuring out why do you want to do this. Uh, and people are like, oh, I want to make more money, but that's actually very surface level. There's usually a deeper reason, like, oh, I, you know, I want to go travel the world as a digital nomad, or I want to stay at home with my family, or I want to scale something really, really big, right? Like that can, you know, I can exit at a later date for ten, fifteen million, right? So these are the type of stuff we would help you with, and from there we just help you create your uh, due diligence checklist. So then you, we get you onto the marketplace, start looking at different businesses. From the sell side, the seller side, we would help you build your profit and loss statement, uh, build up a good prospectus, and really prep your business for sell to our buyer network. And the cool thing with selling with a broker, at least an established one, you get to uh, tap into that network, right? We just crossed uh, $6 billion in verified liquidity on our marketplace. So uh, that's awesome news for, uh, for a seller. Totally. And every week I say on Get Down to Business that I'm going to try to get through the week without saying the uh, the COVID word. But um, <laughs> we're uh, just kicking off the show right now, and I'm already going to break that uh, that promise over here. So Empire Flippers, you were around before COVID, before I'd say a lot of people you know, uh, started just staying in their pajamas all day. Um, but now it is definitely the, uh, I'd say more of the norm people working from home, um, web-based businesses, home-based businesses, certainly, uh, certainly, uh, you know, much more recognized. How has that changed what you've been seeing? Tell us some of the trends. And again, if somebody is looking to either buy or sell, how do they stand out from the rest? 
For sure. Well, the one thing you can always do to stand out from the rest is building a really high quality business from the seller side. And both from the buy and sell side, one thing I always tell people to do is think about the other person. A lot of people approach negotiations as a, a showdown. It really should be a collaboration. You look at the seller or the buyer as part of your team, in a sense, and try to solve their problems through the transaction. But in terms of uh, the trends of COVID, I could talk about this for a very long time. In fact, I've, I've given like 40-minute speeches on this, on this topic. But in a nutshell, it has taken the trends we've already seen over the last few years of e-commerce and SaaS and online business eating the world and it sped up what would have happened in 10 years in about, you know, about 11 months. So we saw a huge boom in the uh, digital business space because of that. And any anything that you're expecting, if you're to sort of uh, look in the, uh, in the Magic 8 ball for five years ahead, what do you expect uh, uh, the, the, the world of e-commerce and online businesses to look like? I think it's going to continue to dominate the space, uh, both DTC, uh, you know, direct-to-consumer style brands, as well as marketplace brands like you selling on Amazon or something like that. I think more and more people are getting into it because back when back when I first started, people were like, "What selling on Amazon? What kind of scam thing is this?" Right? But now it's become this much more matured, uh, nuanced market, and almost everyone, uh, especially anyone who's underneath uh, twenty-five, I'd say gets the model, right? Like they understand like, yeah, of course, that's how you do business. What do you mean go into a retail shop? Like, what are you talking about? That's so much like not convenient, <laughs> right? So I think it's going to keep booming across the world as more and more people get online. Absolutely. So uh, Empire Flippers, uh, amazing organization watching the growth of your you and your team. Pretty impressive, by the way, lots of career opportunities um, for, uh, for folks to certainly want to give a shout out in that regard, but you are the subject matter experts. You've got a number of podcasts, blog posts, really trying to educate folks on buying and selling uh, businesses uh, that are online. And I know you are super passionate about this, Gregory, and I know our listeners have a lot of questions. I do want to make sure uh, folks can get in touch for that consultation on your website. You, you, I know you offer the opportunity for folks to get a free valuation on their business. How can people get in touch with you and your team and learn more? Sure. So if you have a question specifically for me, you can always just email me, greg at empireflippers.com. I'm usually pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, or you can go to empireflippers.com slash call and you can schedule whether you're a buyer or a seller and you can have one of those first calls. And like I said, there are no pressure at all. It's just trying to figure out who you are, what are your goals, what are you trying to accomplish, all that good stuff. Well, thank you for sharing your expertise with our, uh, with our listeners. And the last uh, 10 or 15 seconds that we have over here. Can you talk about the uh, podcast that uh, folks can find? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my content manager, Sarah Noticum, she runs a podcast called The Opportunity. And we interview guests from uh, business buyers to business sellers, giving the real life stories of entrepreneurs rather than, you know, kind of the gurus selling the courses or whatever. Uh, these are real entrepreneurs, usually customers of ours. So we've seen their PL. And we also uh, interview, you know, real industry experts from uh, vendors to influencers in the space. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Gregory. Appreciate you sharing your expertise. Empireflippers.com. I encourage all of our listeners to get it. Check out the podcast. Got to squeeze in a very quick break on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've been super excited for this conversation with Dr. Drayvon James, an inspirational speaker, everyday peacemaker, life coach, and author of Freedom is Your Birthright. We're going to talk all about that book, but uh, most importantly, I want to talk about uh, setting goals. So, Dr. Drayvon James, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. You have uh, 
spoken uh, internationally and certainly have influenced so many people. And I was really, really interested in something that I saw um, regarding your book. Uh, you talk about, we all want something out of life. Some people want a big house in the yard. Some, some want money, some want fame, some want beautiful clothes or fa- flashy cars. But the reality is that no matter what the goal, there's a true underlying longing that drives our desire for it. And ironically, however, that desire can never be satisfied by the goal itself. Dr. James, how did you develop your area of expertise and your passion for helping people with with goal achievement and fulfillment? Oh, you know, I love that question because people always ask me, how did somebody with a doctor degree in pharmacy become an actress? And how did somebody who's an actress become a motivational speaker in so many things? And I have to say that it's all interconnected, right? My desire is to help people to get to their next level of greatness. And I've explored different ways of doing that. And what I've found that has worked with my executive coaching clients, my life coaching clients, is to really drill down and find out the why. What is your why? And using leadership skills, they just work. They work everywhere. So I I really help people um, learn how to adopt those into every aspect of your life and go forth and achieve what they're looking for. Absolutely. And uh, Dr. James, you, as you mentioned, you have your uh, doctorate in pharmacy from Creighton University. But um, what you didn't talk about is how your journey began in poverty on the south side of Chicago. How has that influenced um, your, uh, your teaching and your, uh, and your life coaching? Oh, I think it's, had, it's been the biggest teaching point in my life has been that experience with my mom specifically, who always said that you are where you are in your mind. That's where you are first, right? So you could be sitting in the penthouse, and if you're tortured in your mind, you're sitting somewhere else, right? So with having that knowledge of knowing that I must first go there in my mind, I must first create that space inside of me. And then my physical environment will change and and become what it needs to be. So that and perseverance, I think, has just really driven me to be uh, to pursue happiness first and to make my life about service. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Dr. Drayvon James, who's the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, a company that empowers women to use everything that shows up in their lives, good, better, otherwise to reach their next level of greatness. Drayvon, um, you know, I think often about uh, inner talk and uh, sometimes you need motivation in order to get through perhaps a challenging day, a challenging moment, um, but also to center yourself when sometimes things are going really, really well and you need to remind yourself who you are, where you came from. In your case, as you mentioned, growing up in poverty on the south side of Chicago. Um, I know you talk about this in your book, which is called um, Freedom is Your Birthright, about giving yourself permission to do some inner talk. Can you explain that for our listeners? Yeah. Inner talk is your most powerful tool. It really is. The first voice that you hear and the last voice you hear will always be yours, right? And it is the most convincing voice. So someone could tell you all day long, oh, you're great, you're great. And if your inner talk says you're horrible, you're going to believe that you're horrible and conversely as well. So understanding and realizing two things. One, you couldn't stop talking to yourself if you try. It doesn't happen. That voice is on all the time. So you have to train it to be kind to you, to pick out the things about you that are wonderful. And this is not to say that you don't acknowledge the part of you that needs to improve, but there is this wrong thought that we can chastise ourselves to our next level of greatness. That is a fallacy. We cannot. We can encourage ourselves to our next level of greatness, and that is sustainable. And that will allow us to see those parts of ourselves to say, aha, 
here is the blemish. Let me clean that up. So when you really perfect the art of self-talk, you'll be looking for those parts of yourself that you can build on and leverage to say, hey, this is a great part of who I am. I have perseverance. I have, you know, whatever it is. And we also got something. And then use that to help clear up those parts in your life that maybe you need a little shaky on. Maybe your consistency isn't what it is. But you go back and you think about, well, hey, I'm really great with people. And you find those things and you build your self-talk there. It will make all of the difference in making sustainable changes in the areas of your life that are holding you back. Absolutely. And stress is something that each and every one of our listeners, certainly, I know uh, you and I, I know we, we both deal with. It's, it's a regular part of our life. And perhaps especially over these past few years, we've all had added stressors. But you talk about something interesting. I want to learn from you on how you can use stress to improve your life. Is that really possible uh, Dr. Jadon? You're going to have to. You're going to have to. It's an abundant resource. It's either an abundant problem or it's an abundant resource, right? Two people can look at the same thing and see, see something different. So I encourage you that stress is not going anywhere, right? And not all stress is bad, right? You're moving to a new house or a new job or you're getting married. That's stressful, right? But then we do have those things. We're just coming towards the end of the pandemic. I've worked 30, over 30 years in healthcare. That's a lot of stress, right? Either way, Stress impacts the body the same way. So it can be detrimental to our health. So we have to say, here, I've got lots of stress going on. How can I leverage this stress? Number one thing the body is trying to tell you when it gets stressed is to move from the mind and move into the body. Try to take your attention and figure out, you know, respond faster. What is it that I need? Do I need a break? Do I need some natural sunlight? Do I need some water? Hello, we don't get enough of that. Do I need to move, just some physical movement? The body is very, very intelligent, and it will work with us through these processes, but we have a tendency to believe that uh, success is in the, in the suffering, right? Somewhere along the lines, you hear that, right? And I, and I was that person too, you know, short-term sacrifice for long-term gain, and you look up, you've been short-term sacrificing for 30 years, still looking for long-term gain. So, reverse that a little bit and say, hey, when I get stressed, it is my body trying to ask me to stop and pay attention to something. Not necessarily can I change the external environment. Who among us would have let COVID go on as long as it did if we could stop it, right? What the change has to be is in me to stop this perpetual trying to resist everything that builds up more stress, right? We're trying to resist and to go into this place of, you know, we hear this phrase a lot. It is what it is, but truly it is what it is. You go into this place of acceptance, reduce your defenses, and now creativity clicks in and you realize, hey, there is something in here for me. And I know that sounds really hard, but I go back to my upbringing on the South Side of Chicago and know that you can use and leverage everything if you're willing to. And a lot of that starts with us reframing how we think about stress, how we think about the external world and our desire to clench in and control everything instead of letting go and flowing with everything. Absolutely. And changing gears for a moment. Again, I'm chatting with Dr. Dravon James, transformation specialist, inspirational speaker, everyday peacemaker, life coach, radio host, and author of Freedom is Your Birthright. But the other hat between all of those things is you're a business owner yourself. 
And for all of our listeners, I think everything that we've talked about so far when we're talking about stress, when we're talking about that inner talk, it applies perhaps even more so to entrepreneurs that certainly need uh, to, uh, to balance, to have that inner talk, to, uh, to, uh, to use that abundance um, as, as you've been talking about. What advice would you have just as a business owner in our final minute or so remaining? I would say go back to the 80-20 rule. We all know it. We all learned it, right? 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your effort. Stop spreading yourself so thin. Focus, focus, focus. Find that top 20% of your activities and really drill in there. And there's so much information coming from everywhere. You cannot be everywhere at all times, but that top 20% will get you 80% of success. And from there, it's going to be gravy, but you got to focus. Well, speaking of information, there's a lot of information that you have out there. I know you're very active on social media. I know that you've got your fantastic book called Freedom is Your Birthright, as well as your weekly radio show. Joyvon, how can we all get in touch with you to learn more about your important work? The number one way to stay up with me is at my website, which is drdravonjames.com, and then social media platforms under Dr. Dravon James as well. But I have a wonderful, wonderful free Facebook group called Leaders in High Heels for women who are looking to improve their health, wealth, and relationship, learning to utilize leadership skills. Absolutely. And I know that website again is drdravonjames.com. And uh, of course, uh, again, that book, A Freedom is Your Birthright. Dravon, final question, where can people pick up a copy of that book? You can get it on Amazon or you can go to my website as well. drdravonjames.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Dr. James, appreciate you sharing your insight, your information, and look forward to uh, staying in touch. We've got to squeeze in some headlines, a quick break here on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Check out our sponsors, Tom Marabali from healthplanchicago.com. His phone number is 630-863-3477. But again, headlines, quick commercial. Be sure to check out my website, shalomcline.com, where you can download the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Welcome back. Um, so, as always, I'm going to share some tips with you um, regarding ways that you can support veteran owned small businesses. Because believe it or not, we're on our first episode in Q2 of 2022. Uh, so, that means it's time sort of for another. Uh, resolution, maybe not a New Year's resolution, but I like even beginnings. And that means that this is a time for a new start, a new way that you can make a difference in the community. So we're going to get there in just a moment, but I did want to give a plug for our amazing sponsors, Tom Marabali from healthplanchicago.com. Tom Marabali is an independent agent and he can help you save money on your health insurance bill. He knows everything that there is to know about the Affordable Care Act. And you can visit his website at healthplanchicago.com or give him a call, 630-863-3477. And again, his website is healthplanchicago.com. Be sure to check it out. But as promised, I did want to talk to you about some, call it new quarter uh, resolutions. Not sure if that's actually a thing, but we're going to make it a thing right here. Um, no doubt the businesses have been struggling uh, as a result of you know lots of negative shifts in the economy. Many small businesses have had to reframe their operations in the difficult times, whether it's the pandemic, 
um, or certainly inflation and all sorts of challenges. But our uh, and small businesses owned by veterans are certainly no exception. Um, so I would recommend that we all do a little something to uh, pay back the heroism of our beloved veterans. You must be asking, how do you support these veteran-owned businesses? This question is near and dear to your heart. I wanted to share five ways that you can help those who have done so much for us. The first thing would be purchase products from veteran-owned establishments. This is simple. Patronizing their businesses is a clear-cut way to extend your support to veteran-owned businesses. Your purchases help boost revenues. You don't have to spend a lot, just buy the things you need. What matters is supporting veteran-owned businesses through your purchases. A ripple effect will soon follow. Your purchases also generate income for employees. At the same time, you also help business suppliers. It's simple, right? Identify which establishments near you are owned by veterans, then make a point of buying from those businesses. Quite simple. Purchase products from veteran-owned establishments. Second thing is, share their products and services on social media. Social media is an excellent platform for marketing. Nearly everyone you know is likely scrolling through social media apps every day. Why not use this opportunity to show some love for a veteran-owned business? By sharing or promoting a product or service that you love, it extends so much reach and visibility to that business. Like, share, or simply talk about their experience and people throughout your network will have that chance to see what your favorite veteran-owned businesses have to offer. You don't even have to leave home. Leave positive comments on social media pages. The truth is people rely on reviews to make many of their major and, let's face it, maybe not so major purchases every day. If you don't already make it a habit to leave positive feedback when you buy an awesome product or receive excellent service, it's not too late to start. You're showing that what they offer is valuable, and someone else might choose to purchase based on your comments. When you leave your comment or review, be specific. Share what you liked and why, and describe your experience with customer service, employees, or the owners themselves. Give people a feel for why they should do business with the company. Your comments might make a bigger difference than you might imagine for a struggling small business. And be part of social groups that support veteran-owned businesses. Social groups create a support system with a unified goal. Rally the support of your own social network for the veteran-owned businesses in your community. Together, you can increase awareness and create a greater impact. And maybe you can collaborate on a fundraiser with a local veteran-owned business or band together to promote an event featuring a business. The possibilities are almost endless when you work as a group. Be an advocate for a of financial solutions. Improving your own financial literacy can benefit more than just your own personal finances. The more you know about saving, budgeting, spending, and so on, the better prepared you are to help the veteran-owned business that means so much to you. Whether you take online money management courses, hire a financial coach, read reliable finance publications, you're setting yourself up to be a wealth of knowledge. Why not share that knowledge with the business you value? You'd refer to them some of the resources you gain the most insight from. No matter how you do it, your actions will show that you appreciate their business and their contribution to this country. So the bottom line, there are many ways that you can support veteran-owned businesses, big or small. Your actions are significant in the lives of these businesses. What can you do today to show your support and appreciation? Again, to recap, we've got a couple of different ways that we talked about here on Get Down to Business. First would be purchasing products from veteran-owned establishments. The second is share products and services on social media. The third is leave positive comments on social media pages. The fourth 
fourth is be part of social groups that support veteran-owned businesses. And the fifth and final one is be an advocate of financial solutions. So what are you doing to make a difference in the community? Let me know. You can get in touch with me at shalomkline.com, shalomkline.com. Be sure to uh, tweet at Shalom Klein. Lots of information on all of my pages. I look forward to, as always, hearing from you. And by the way, on that website, that's where you can download the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. That's right. We've been going on eight plus years. You can subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast on your favorite podcast app because the fun doesn't have to end on a Sunday evening. You can listen wherever and whenever you like. So coming up after the break, we've got more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. And as mentioned, be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Marabali from healthplanchicago.com, 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by speaker, author, consultant, and facilitator, David Cutler, who is known for leading immersive innovation games. I've been excited for this conversation, excited to learn what innovation games are. But first, I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. David, welcome to the program. Thanks. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. So, David, tell us about your background and how it led to your passion and your expertise in innovation. Well, my background is actually as a musician. I grew up kind of living two lives as a classical musician and a jazz musician. And for the classical world, I really learned about attention to detail, the pursuit of excellence, getting stuff done. The jazz world taught me all about finding your own voice, looking at something that has been around before and realizing it in a way that nobody else has. It's about walking that tightrope. So as I've uh, gone on through life, I've been applying those kinds of principles to working with all kinds of organizations when solving all kinds of creative challenges. Amazing, amazing. So uh, we're going to talk all about the game of innovation, Conquer challenges, level up your team and play to win. Um, so, uh, David in the, uh, <laughs> in this amazing, amazing, um, read, um, you don't just talk about innovation. Um, you, you sort of go into the game of innovation. It's really more than just a book. It's full color and helps groups, businesses, and organizations of all size tackle complex challenges of an all stripes. And uh, David, I know that um, speaking of innovation, teamwork is really important and you've got some fantastic collaborators. You want to give them a shout out? Absolutely. We, we worked on this with a team of four. There is an illustrator named Patty Dobrowalski, who's a quick draw artist. It means a lot of times when we're playing games or working with communities, she will visually capture the essence of what is happening in real time. It's absolutely amazing. The designer is Cara Beoso, who is also, actually, we met originally, she's also a flamenco dancer. And my colleague, Lance LeDuc, was a big contributor to the book, who also sings comedy songs and does all kinds of crazy things. So we had lots of different uh, backgrounds that we brought into kind of developing this methodology. Okay, awesome, awesome. So let's jump right into it. Um, every single uh, business, every single organization of all sizes have problems, but you like to sort of transform those problems into an approach. Um, the term game is actually a uh, strategically uh, designed structure. Can you tell us um, what 
game stands for and uh, and what our listeners can expect when they pick up a copy of the game of innovation. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I should say I consider any well-designed process to be a game, whether or not it's particularly gamey. You know, you can solve problems even if you don't have dice and concept cards and the likes. Yet I like to use the game concept because it really brings people to this place where they think very creatively and strategically. GAME is an acronym. It stands for Guidelines, Arena, Materials, and Experience. So very quickly, Guidelines is is the parameters of the game. What's the most important problem you're trying to solve? What are the constraints? What's the criteria? What constitutes success? A, Arena, is about what do you have to work with, the conditions of play, the puzzlers, the people who are solving the problem, the period, how long you have to solve this problem, and the place, where does problem solving happen? M is materials. It's about what are the tools of problem solving that you will integrate, whether they're virtual tools or physical items like post-it notes and crayons and tapes and prototyping materials and the likes. And then E, experience, is what actually happens. What are the sequence of questions or activities that you do in what, what order and for how long? Amazing, amazing. So in um, in this amazing, again, I hesitate to even use the word read, but um, the game of innovation, uh, again, conquer challenges, level up your team and play to win following the game structure that we just heard about from the amazing uh, creator that's David Cutler. And David uh, continues our conversation with us here today. David, there's a lot of different parts, part A, part B, part C. Um, and all of these things sort of add up to, uh, and it finally ends in chapter 12 of part C, which is play to win. So walk us through the process. Well, the first part of the book talks about the game structure, uh, how it's a very flexible structure. It's not dogmatic. You know, sometimes you have an hour to solve a problem. Sometimes you have a week. And so it goes through that. The point is not to come to any conclusions. It's not to suggest the solutions, but to really focus on how to organize a good process. The middle part of the book is about this tool called great gaming goggles. So much of the time when organizations work to solve problems, uh, let's say here's the problem we face. What should we do? Someone suggests a solution. Someone else loves it. Someone hates it. Someone says, you know, we did it. We did that 10 years ago. Someone else says, yeah, we should make a choice to do that. Those are all essential parts of the problem solving process but not at the same time. That's the key to working effectively with teams. So in this part of the book, we go through five lenses of innovation. Each one pairs a color with another word that starts with the same letter, explains what that innovation lens is, and gives a whole bunch of activities about how to utilize that. And the last part of the book is about really working through that process. There's a chapter on facilitating with teams and, and, and maximizing that process. There's one on building happy teams and how to get people to work together. And then a final chapter called Getting to Wow. Oh, wow. Amazing. So again, I'm chatting with David Cutler, uh, who has created the Game of Innovation, a step-by-step approach to designing, leading, and, and managing innovation games. It's packed with engaging actionable strategies where you can learn to build powerhouse problem-solving experiences with a flexible game framework, tack each part of the process, overcoming common obstacles to collaboration and streamline thinking. 
when employing the five lenses of innovation. Finally, finally, arriving at the remarkable. We're going to continue our conversation with David Cutler. I know uh, David and his amazing colleagues uh, at the Puzzler Company are uh, facilitating uh, all sorts of great experiences. We're going to continue the conversation when we return in just a moment on Get Done to Business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm chatting with David Cutler, uh, who, together with an amazing team of collaborators, have developed um, the uh, the game of innovation. And David uh, is, uh, in addition to being the founder and CEO of the Puzzler Company, which we're going to talk about in a moment, he's also an award-winning multi-genre musician and Yamaha master educator. Fascinating background. So, David, welcome back. Thank you. Absolutely. So, David, we've been chatting about the game of innovation, but I want to talk about the Puzzler Company because you and your colleagues are facilitating all over the world, um, speaking all over the world, and all sorts of interesting programs to help teamwork. David, who's the right fit? Who's too big? Who's too small? Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your client base. You know, we work with all kinds of organizations from small mom-pop organiza- uh, you know, businesses up into huge corporations. The important thing is that they want to solve problems creatively and to do it with teams. So we are pretty problem agnostic. We work with all kinds of challenges. We are experts in the process. And sometimes it's so fascinating to just work with the leadership to help them figure out what exactly is the problem? How do we articulate it in a way that is clear to all of our stakeholders and to come up with a problem that can even be solvable in a very important way in the amount of time that we have. Amazing. So uh, without going into breaking any confidentiality, any interesting uh, sort of highlights that you want to share with our listeners of a amazing success where you've been able to innovate or just sort of the, uh, the structure, the recipe, if you will, has been sort of set for success? You know, oftentimes we'll be called in to focus on kind of workplace culture. How do we make this a place that people want to be at? You know, if there's a high turnover rate, and the likes. We've done a lot of work in the education realm and trying to reimagine what curriculum can be and how do we teach instead of topics, how can we teach students and focus on uh, emboldening communities. Uh, so it's, it's really all over the board. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, I'm chatting with David Cutler. Uh, David is a speaker, author, consultant, and facilitator. And uh, David, obviously, I want to make sure that our listeners know how they can uh, work with you and your colleagues at the Puzzler Company. Um, but you know, we're having this conversation in early 2022. Has uh, has uh, COVID and just sort of this transition into this virtual workspace? How has that impacted your facilitation efforts? Well, it's been interesting to you know work online. Uh, I think so much of the time with platforms like Zoom, many organizations take almost the least interesting things of the in-person experience and keep that while they lose the most interesting aspects, right? The kind of lecture format that so often dominates uh, many meeting spaces. We've really been trying to lean into this technology and figure out what can this do better than being in person. I'm thinking of a game we played right now, which was a six-hour event and I know people afterwards were talking to their colleagues and, well, what did you do today? Oh, I just got off a six-hour Zoom call. And people say, what, are you crazy? How is that? We're like, it was amazing. But we really try to own this space and own this experience and make 
Zoom or other platforms work within a culture that's trying to solve creative problems. Well, I've certainly learned a lot in our conversation. David, I want to make sure we can get in touch with the Puzzler Company and learn more about the game of innovation. How can we get in touch? Best way to do that is through our website, www.thepuzzlercompany.com. And if you put a forward slash book after that, you can hear more about the game of innovation. Fantastic, David Keller. Thank you so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. Certainly looking forward to staying in touch because I have a feeling there's a lot more where uh, the game of innovation is coming from. So appreciate you joining us. That's a wrap for us here on the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We'll be back next Sunday with another jam-packed lineup of amazing guests, entrepreneurs, people making a difference in the community. But until then, get on my website, shalomkline.com, and be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this show on your favorite podcast app and my website, shalomkline.com. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.